Okay, it's the 10th of Av, and uh, Tisha B'Av is over. And it's been a while since I shared something, but I, I wasn't inspired over Tisha B'Av, so I'm going to share two things. Um, the first one is a story that I heard from Arya Gibber at Shul this year. And the reason I'm sharing it, not because just because it's a good story, but my goal at Tisha B'Av is just to have one genuine, at least one genuine tear. I could feel like I'm actually mourning the base of Migdash and I'm crying with a actual genuine emotion. And so this story got me my genuine tear. A lot of years, it's when we sing uh, some of the songs, Eli Tzion or Vetzeti Mimitzrayim, Vetzeti Mirushalayim. This year was the story. So what's the story? I guess it was a Holocaust survivor, I forget his name, from New Jersey, decided to take his grandson on a tour of the camps, the concentration camps where he'd been, where he hadn't been, and they came to a certain camp which he had been, a labor camp he had been in, and the local people had made it into like a business. They uh, made the place into a, a tourist site, so they had, I'm assuming, uh, ticket sales and uh, refreshments and tour guides, etc. So when the man is approaching the ticket booth or whatever with his grandson, the grandson is like pulling out his wallet and his credit card, and the grandfather kind of gently put his hand on the grandson's hand, like signaling him, put your, put, your, put your wallet away. And as they approached the ticket counter, he rolled up his sleeve and he showed him the numbers from his arm. He said, I paid already. I just think that really got to me. I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, I guess there's lots of reasons why, but sometimes a story or you know, can do more than any thought process, and that story got me my, my tear. So thank you to the man, whoever that is, and his grandson, and to uh, Rabbi Klein for organizing the program, and Rari Gibber for telling the story. And I'm going to share Devar Torah from Tisha B'Av as well. I wanted to say, share a word from Tisha B'Av. I heard uh, the same question asked by uh, two people who quoted the same question. I think it's asked by everyone in the Rishonim, both uh, Rabbi Ari Leibowitz from uh, Ritz and Rabbi Hassan Klein from the Shul in Detroit, Avasola. So he, they both pointed out the following uh, contradiction. There is, um, it's, it, uh, it's unique that Nachim, that we say in Mincha of Tisha B'Av, is unique in the additions to Shimon Ashrei because most of the time, or all the time, that we add, have an addition from Shmon Esrei, we do it Mincha, Mariv, and Shachris. But Nachim is only during Mincha. And the reason for that is that apparently is because the Nachama really only comes at Mincha time. That uh, That's when we put on tefillin, that's when we get off the low chairs, and that's when we have the Minhagim to sweep the house and get ready for Mashiach. I even uniquely even heard Rabbi Breitowitz from Israel quote this week, there's a Minhag somewhere, which I'm sure probably people don't follow today, that women would even wash their hair, uh, Mincha time, Tishabav to get ready for Mashiach. On the flip side, um, we know that we keep the minhagim of Tisha B'av all the way to the tenth uh, at Chatzos because the really the burning built uh, the the the, the base of things really burnt on that day, and it really was lit on fire on the ninth in the afternoon. So you see the Iker beginning of the destruction in a certain sense was on the ninth in the afternoon. So it's a steer. It was is a nechama on the ninth in the afternoon, and therefore we say nachem and only nachem, or that's when the Iker destruction was. So much of the fact that one of the Tanaim or Amoraim holds that we should even have Tisha B'Av on the 10th. 
So there's the contradiction. So we see the Orachayim quotes in Pasuk Lamed Zion, Perak Aleph, Devarim. He's talking about the story of the spies, telling it over. And then he says, kind of parenthetically, Gam ki, Gam bi, also me, he's anaf Hashem b'lukhal I was like punished because of you, Lamor saying, or Shem was saying, ki ata lo sham. That Hashem said you shouldn't go into Eretz Yisrael because of you, because of the spies, implies Moshe Rabbeinu. So we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, from understanding, doesn't go into Eretz Yisrael because of the hitting the rock. So what's this all about? So in order to answer that question, we'll just uh, bring up another Gemara. The Gemara says about a, a parak in Tehillim, this is Mizmo David, and then the Gemara, the the the, the Tehillim parak, um, continues to speak about how the Goyim came to the base of Migdash and destroyed it. And the Gemara asked the Kasha, when Miz, Mizmor should be, uh, said, said Kina mi boyle, it, it should be called a Kina, not a Mizmor. And the Gemara goes on to say that the reason it's a Mizmor is because even though it's a terrible thing that happened, that we, that we sinned and then Hashem destroyed the base of Mikdash, at least he didn't stick, he only, he only destroyed the Eitzim Vyavanim, the, the stones and, and the wood of the building, he didn't destroy us. In, in the same way that uh, Moshe Breno is telling the spies, it's because of you I'm not going to Eretz Yisrael. Why? He's saying because of you, because you, because if you wouldn't have sinned, um, then I would have gone into Eretz, you would have gone to Eretz Yisrael, and I would have gone with you. And if I would have went with you, then I would have built the base of Mikdash. And if I built the base of Mikdash, it never would have been destroyed. And therefore, because of you, I can't go in, um, because then that would happen, and Kalisha would be destroyed, and the base of Mikdash wouldn't be wouldn't be destroyed because a similar shot with Eitzim Ve'avonim. So that's really the reason why. And Mincha time, it's not really a steer because the the Nechama, in certain sense, the Simcha, um, the Nechama and the Simcha of of, of Tishabav afternoon is that we see that Hashem, we're happy, and in certain sense, we have Nechama that Hashem, phew, He did not destroy us; He only destroyed the base of Migdash. And I was going to say that that's kind of inverse to the idea of a breaking a glass at the wedding. When we break, when we break a glass at a wedding, it's a completely simchadika ceremony. We're bringing two souls together, but at the same time, we break, we break the glass to remind us of the base of Mikdash and that we're not completely happy in this world. At the same time, just like in a certain sense of the reverse, on Tisha B'Av afternoon, that when it's like the saddest possible time, but we have a little bit of Nechama, because even though it's the time of the greatest destruction in a certain sense, we have a Nechama of the destruction only on the base of Mikdash, not on us. And that's kind of the inverse to that. So that's the vort that I heard from uh, this after this uh, Tisha B'av. It was memorable to me because I heard people quote it, multiple people. And I think it brings a little bit of Nechama that when, wherever wherever we are, in the worst situations, uh, there's always a Nechama, kol the avid l'rachman l'tav avid, kol the rachman l'avid l'tav avid, kol the rachman l'avid l'tav avid. It's one of those phrases you got to just uh, repeat over and over again to have it in your uh, blitzed into your consciousness. You should be blessed to have only good thoughts on your mind um, and enjoy uh, Shabbos Nachamu and preparations for Elul and the rest of your summer.